toilet. Here we go. Waku, 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 waku. No, it's not pack month, but this is We Talk Games Arcade Weekly, an arcade review show brought to you free of charge for no monies every single week. I am one of your hosts. I am Keith the Robo Duke, and I am joined by my close pal and compatriot, Chris Nicobun. I'm here. And we are bringing you in your ears all the arcade game talk you can handle so this week we're covering a fighting game chris you big fighting game guy yeah kind of i feel died out especially now with the release of street fighter 5 and the total non-hype behind it well that's what happens when you release a game that is not entirely a game although (laughs) apparently they apologized for that they did they came out and were like sorry we released that only part of a game and uh rushed it out like everybody else seems to do with everything nowadays yeah they said uh in the future stuff would be delayed if it needs to be delayed mm. a lot of companies should take cues from that but we're not here to talk about the modern day we're here to talk about the year 1996 and this is an interesting collaboration between two legendary companies snk and sunsoft together at last those two great tastes that taste great together <laughs> developed by sunsoft published by snk waku waku seven what a name yeah was that seven wakus that you uh, threw out there at the top of the show i, I wasn't counting i should have been let's say yes seven wakus because there are seven waku waku balls or weensian ball Venetian ball <sighs> I didn't even see a name for the damn thing. So I'm yeah, just like, there are All a right. lot of balls <clears throat> out in the arcades. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're your Dragon Ball, Infinity Gauntlet, Gem, Bang, uh, ball. No, wait, Power Bang Stones, Bang. whatever. Yeah. Balls 3D. There were more than seven characters in them. There, were, there might not have been more than seven characters in that. I don't know. There may have been seven as well. Uh, there were at least seven. Mm, it is I the think. number of the Lord. So... In this game, we have seven fighting characters in Waku Waku 7. All of them in this being pastiches of anime characters. Would that be the proper word to use? Yeah, it's all nods to trends. Not even quite at the time. Just stuff that's anime-esque. All fairly generic, but uh, still, they're all reasonably well-developed. They are. It's a pretty cool game. It has a really nice animated intro. It is straight up Japanime animu right in your face, or Japanimation, as we probably called it back in 1996 when this game was released. You it, do not know how much I hated that term, and now I just throw it around like nothing else. You hated it back then? It was like just too much? It's anime! Oh my god, I was like, I was your typical purist weeb. Yeah, before like, we had weebs. 
it's not Otacon, it's Otacon, because exactly. it's Otaku, okay? Uh-huh. This is a game I wish I had discovered back then, but obviously I'm not surprised I never discovered this in the arcade, as I imagine it was quite rare, being as strange as it was. Plot of the game, there are seven gems, which I think this was a popular choice with the Infinity Gauntlet happening less than 10 years before this game came out. Gems of power have always been a thing. This reminded me a lot of Power Stone as well. It almost seems like a precursor to that. It's basically the same gist. Again, Dragon Balls, seven somethings that make you do a thing with powers and stuff. Oh, see, I never even made that connection to Dragon Ball just because... I mean, the only reason I can think is these are all different colored stones like the Infinity Gems, while the Dragon Balls all look the same besides just having more stars than... Yeah, but they're balls, though. They are balls, and these are Venetian balls, according to the research I've tried to do on this particularly wacky, crazy game that I only played as one character in particular... Did you try any multiple people? Because I kind of found one and stuck with it. I did the whole sampler platter. Uh, I had one or two I particularly gravitated towards. I think about half the cast I actually liked, liked. But there was one that suited me that I didn't expect. And then there were three others that I tr- wanted to get good at. But only one of those three was came from them, that triplet set. This is a really fun game. And this was something I had played maybe over 10 years ago during the rise of emulation. Just being like, what is this? I want to check this out. You know, trying to play all the SNK games. Seven characters. We have Ryu, Rai Bakuo. He is a BMX rider who basically is a parody of your King of Fighters, psycho soldier type characters. He's just your regular cool jacket, goggle wearing guy who can do uppercuts and shoot fireballs. He has knee pads. Safety first, man. He doesn't no, no. seem to be very good at the BMXing, as one of his intros has him bouncing on the back tire and promptly falling on his ass. Yeah. His name, Rai, is Lightning, so he also has lightning powers. This game doesn't try too hard when it comes to crafting these characters, but I think that's the point, them all being parodies of other things. Because we have Arena Makihara, who is a bunny girl, stereotypical uh, short sleeve what are those called? Like a half jacket where it only goes to like the bottom of your ribs? There probably is a name for it, but I don't know what the name is. I know the outfit looked, uh, remind me of the uh, outfits from uh, Gunbuster. That's what I got out of it. Yes, and it, ha- and it has that same, uh, is the Gunbuster outfits red, blue, and white? Those always seem to be, Yeah, they, those are main the, character colors. It might have just been red and white, less blue, but. Right. Basic, yeah, hero protagonist outfit. These would be the Ryu and Ken if we were to, or maybe the Ryu and Chun-Li. Although, I don't know, she plays a lot more like uh, Sakura, to be perfectly honest. Okay, so she's a little faster than Rai, more dexterity-based than... And, uh, uh, yeah, that and her uh, kick special felt more like Sakura than like a hurricane kick. It is an SNK game, but I think it plays a little more like a Capcom game. Oh, absolutely. It's got your quarter circles, your half circles, two buttons at once for supers, yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, it has some of the SNK motions for the supers and whatnot, but uh, we can get into that. So then the next character who I primarily played because seeing him, I was like, oh, I remember this guy. I think this is who I played through it with originally back in the day is Dandy J, who is a treasure hunter, apparently a parody of Indiana Jones and Joseph Joestar. I've never seen JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. I've only played the the fighting game. Kind of got the look and the build of it. Gameplay-wise, he felt like uh, Galford, actually, from Samurai Showdown 2. 
and onward because the way he his cat and or his girlfriend i guess niece i wasn't entirely sure it's supposed to be his friend's daughter apparently okay yeah, so they don't explain any of this to you in the game. Yeah, he runs on screen and a couple different characters have tertiary characters who are either in the background with them or they can use as weapons and to help out as well. And he is one of them with his cat, whose name is Rampu. Yeah, and Rampu basically jumps in like Poppy would. Yep. If you had Alfred. Yep. Or if you summon the girl and the cat picks her up and rolls her into a ball and throws her in and yeah she she's the stronger attack on that or maybe the super i forget yeah either way one of them i think one of them's punch and one of them's kick with her but i became familiar with this guy i just picked him up and was able to get through most of the game pretty easily up until uh the clone battle and final battle which ugh, were such a pain in the ass but uh then we have maru who is very reminiscent of sasquatch from darkstalkers Yeti, uh, yeah. Was his name Sasquatch or was it just Yeti or? Uh, in America, he was called Sasquatch. Okay. He may have just been called Yeti in Japan. I don't know. I know here in America it was Sasquatch. He's Totoro. Yeah. He's Totoro. He even has a little girl. She's weirdly like, she looks like she's passed out on the cat's back. Like For she most of it, yeah. hangs there with her face planted in his back. Yeah, well, while you're busy, she's just hanging out, but, uh. She was cute. She had, that was he was one of the one of the characters I wanted to get into, but he's got like kind of a Zangief style move set, and that is not how I roll, so that didn't pan out so well. Yeah, I normally don't either, but Dandy J actually has a 360 full circle move. That's why I only got four deep with him. Ah, uh, it kind of fell apart. Well, the next one is probably my favorite character, but I didn't even play them. But the look. And the design is so good, which is Politank Z, who is a two-tier tank thing that has a police chief piloting it at the top. And he also has a mechanic who is a dog man at the bottom of this tank. And it definitely drew some inspiration from Dominion Tank Police, an anime about cops in a crazy futuristic Blade Runner city who fight crime in giant tanks because the criminals use giant dildos to fight them yeah it's basically if cookie crook and uh (laughs) cookie hound i guess i forget what the hell his name was no yeah it's Uh, like if cookie hound and the chief or if the cookie crook went straight and if cookie hound was like cookie crook's a scumbag i need a job here we go and they just uh slap some legs on bonaparte and here we are i think the dog was a snitch it wouldn't surprise me. He snitched out the cookie crook, and that's why the cookie crook was gone. Got to get then, that crisp you know, somehow, man. Got to get that crisp. He snitched out the burglar, and they gave him the brand. He got a complete makeover because he didn't want to look like a frumpy dog, so they turned him into this like sleek wolf now. Cause... No, no. The wolf took over after the dog joined the cops Oh, fight crime in the robot thing. Okay, that, that makes way more sense. Yeah. I was thinking like plastic surgery, uh, like, wait, I wonder if in 96 is when the cookie wolf showed up. That would be really eerie, but I'm pretty sure it was later than that. I'm going to say it was 1996, and that is the cookie hound. <laughs> well, I'm not going to shame your head cannon because I don't feel like looking it up. No, don't. It's the, it's the cookie hound reformed and the cookie cop <laughs> violating a giant tag, which looks so cool. But I fought him early on and whooped him, so I didn't get a chance to see what he could really do. 
I took him for a spin. He's he's fun, but again, very plodding. You've got to have time to set up for anything really interesting, and you don't often get that. And then we have the quintessential Fey elf man dressed all sleek, looking like he jumped right out of a, a shoujo anime. He's your magic bishy. <laughs> He's so Bishoujo. Bishonin? It's Bishonin, yeah. Bishoujo is the lady version. Ah! An elf guy with an energy sword. Slightly faster than I expected, but slightly slower than I expected. It's this weird middle ground that I just, I wasn't feeling him. He's got decent reach with his little energy blade or whatever the hell it is, but, yeah. And then we have the other really interesting character, which is another obvious shout-out to the robotic kid anime, which all started with Astro Boy, of course. Tess who is a little maid robot? Yeah, to me she played like a fusion of uh, BB Hood and Servbot from the, uh, especially the Marvel vs. Capcom 2 days. Oh, yeah. Should have given her a try, because BB Hood's my favorite character. Just lots of explosives. There's at least one where she whacks you with a broom, which was kind of sweet. Yeah, and I know she has a random attack a lot like Faust in Guilty Gear, where she thinks of a random item and then just throws it. Yeah. And he has kind of the same thing where he'll just randomly throw something from out of his coat and you don't know if it's going to be like health or a bomb or something. I know hers, there's like a plate and all sorts of different stuff. I think with that, you could actually charge the button for a bit and it would change the item. So you have some control over it, but when you're going against her, you don't know what you're going to get. And then there are a couple characters who are selectable only in versus mode, I believe, on uh, some of the console versions. Yeah. So we didn't really talk about the plot. As I said, it probably just is... Well, we did. There's seven balls. If you collect the balls, your wish is granted. And each of these seven characters have one of these balls. So they're all going after each other to make a wish. Yeah, it's Dragon Ball. (laughs) But with more interesting characters, I mean, if these guys had an anime, I think it would be pretty cool. They're, you know, the robot made, I think, obviously being probably would end up being my favorite in the show. Probably more shy, but hidden, hiding lots of great power within her kind of thing going on. Yeah, it's basically the vibe she gets off. Yeah. And she was apparently built by a robot named Dr. Lombrazo, which is a great name. It sounds like a euphemism or like a weird organ. <laughs> I just got punched right in the Lombrazo. Oh, my. I had to have Ow. my Lombrazo taken out. <laughs> it was inflamed. So you have to go through and fight all of the different characters. Well, six of the other characters and then two bonus characters, which... I think the real interesting part is that bonus character. I got the bonus code. He pops up only after like three battles, and I took him out with at least, uh, I think with Dandy J and with Arina. Uh, Arina was the one who was ended up being my main, who I got five deep with. But anyway, yeah, bonus code. Uh, he is a punching bag. He is upset. He has a headband, and he is Dan Hibiki from Street Fighter, basically. Or a weird punching bag version of Ryu. He's Ryu colored. He's like if Ryu and the punching bag from Smash Brothers had a baby. Which is entirely possible in Smash 4. Yes, with Ryu being in that universe. So it's canon. Waku Waku 7 is kind of a sequel to a game called Galaxy Fight Universal Warriors, which we may eventually cover uh, from 1995. And Bonus Kun appeared in that game. He is also in this game, though only as a bonus character, and then can be used in the versus mode. I don't know if you can do it versus mode arcade. I did not give that a try. When I first saw him, I was like, oh, it looks like Ryu. There's no way it's... And then he's doing hurricane kicks and fireballs. 
Yeah, just, but I, I did love that the hurricane kick, he just kind of bends in half and spins. <laughs> yes. it, it worked. It worked. I love it. In terms of fighting games and controls, this game plays really nicely. It doesn't have any kind of clunkiness like you would in, say, a War Gods, but, I mean, that's a 3D game. This is a 2D game. It plays just as smooth as a King of Fighters would. Four attacks, you got a light punch, heavy punch, light kick, heavy kick. There are a lot more rolls and traditional uppercuts than a lot of weird, like, forward and then quarter, like, half circle from the back forward and then press back again. Supers, a lot of them are very easy rolls. Or in the case of Dandy J... One of his Maru Maru attacks, I think they're called, which have a big charge up. His yeah. is just down, down, and two punch buttons, and both punch buttons at the same time. They all have the one e- really easy super, and then they have like their more dedicated input super. Plus, you have super bars that uh, you get more of as you get more balls, which I thought was cute. Yeah, so the farther you get in the game, the more super bars you'll have to do super moves which can make it easier but the enemy also gets more bars which can make it harder especially when you get to the final boss yeah you can burn a bar to uh increase the power of one of your regular specials so you can throw a bigger fireball or throw your whip further for a little longer or whatever you're lobbing out there which is kind of nice it's a it makes the super bar more versatile and since it's filling up pretty rapidly all things considered, it's got a slow base charge, but no matter what you're throwing, you're getting little chips added to it pretty much constantly. You have a lot more super moves than you need in this game, though. You have one called the Doki Doki Attack. Those are the ones where like they flash a bunch of colors at first before they do them. Oh, yeah, yeah. that And those, at least uh, with Adina, I know it was like a sick combo. Yep. Same with uh, Rai and a couple of the others. The Hada Hada is what the... Uh, the one where they give you the warning and you could that you want to kick them to interrupt because you can't block that. Yeah, you want to ah. stop that. Those are the easier ones to execute, but they're also easy to get kicked out of. One thing I really liked about the control, just the gameplay in general, is that it's really, really kinetic. You've got several recovery options for any impacts. You can bounce up, you can bounce back and roll back into them. You can bounce off walls when someone's down. If they haven't bounced back up, you can get a quick hit in just for a little extra bonus damage and it just keeps things moving a lot which also makes it harder to pull off some of the supers but uh it's a good balance otherwise and it does make your regular moves worth a little more and you're not just spamming specials all the time you do kind of have to figure out combos and whatnot for your character of choice with dandy J, I would usually go for his uh super electric whip attack which is pretty easy because it's just like back forward back forward back forward and two punches or his Doki Doki, where he whips out and grabs you and just slams you against the ground with his whip, which is fucking awesome and does a lot of damage. So, you've collected all the Venetian balls, and there is a shrine where you put all those gems in. And your character gets there, puts all the gems in, and this fairy comes to life that was there in a stone relief, comes to life, and is like, Oh, hey, I can grant you your wish now, but oh no, he's coming! And of course, with freeing the small fairy to give you a wish, it also releases an evil, dark, devilish presence that's also cute. If you've ever been on Salty Bats, you've probably seen this guy. Oh, okay. So Fernandez, or as he's known in Japan, Fernandeth, is also... Oh, wow. I didn't realize he was in Salty Bats. Oh, yeah, yeah. They, he's definitely rolled in. Always bet on Black Bat. 
He is just a giant, spherical, cutesy bat creature who in any other situation, I would be like, oh, you're adorable. I love you. So he comes in. He's really big. And the fairy to your character always be like, let me help you. And they make you gigantic. So now it's it's totally giant monster kaiju fight, which is cool. I'm not a very hateful person. I try not to use the word hate very often. I will even be that dickhead who questions other people when they use that word to say, do you really hate it? I think you just dislike it. But I hate final bosses in fighting games. From Goro to Adam to Pyro to that demon guy from Killer Instinct who I can't remember his name right now. No one can. But anyway, I can't stand the final bosses in fighting games because when you have a game where especially this where i was having so much fun that eventually i got to the last guy and was just like why did i even do this do i even want to beat this this is just frustrating i well that's that's where you make your money though you get them through the game and then it's like all right you want to end this you are going to give us $5. It's like the story I told all the time. Got all the way to the last guy in Pit Fighter and lost and was like, well, now I got to go steal quarters from my parents because I want to finish this. Final bosses will do that to you, but in fighting games, they're just the worst. They are so horrible. I mean, Adam in Street Fighter 3, I think I have a hernia somewhere because of him. I still have traumatic memories of M. Bison from OG Street Fighter 2. Oh, I do as well. I, I've told the story before of the, the one night my parents went to bed before me as a child when Street Fighter 2 came out because I was like, I need to beat M. Bison. I finally got to him. I didn't have to lower the star level. I can see an ending in this game if I don't do that. I gotta beat M. Bison. And I did. And even Shang Tsung, I remember on Super Nintendo being such a pain in the dick as well. But yeah. Fernandez, oh my god, just because of his size... His hitbox is so huge. And I don't like having to cheese out the computer. I want to fight with some kind of finesse even in a single-player game. I want to pull off supers. I want it to look cool. Nope. No. Can't do it on the final boss. I literally have to classic cheese, jump kick, low kick, jump kick, low kick, jump kick, low kick, jump kick, low kick, just so I can beat him. And I don't want to. I should have tried that and actually maybe made it that far. That's the thing with a lot of fighting games is if you're trying to play with any finesse in a single player game, (laughs) sometimes you just have to be like, go with what works. But even with Fernandez, I would do that jump kick, low kick, jump kick. And the next round, he'd just be like, "Mm, nah, I'm getting the first hit. And five hits later, you're dead because some of his regular hard kicks take a quarter of your life. His hara-hara move, there's no charge time. He just starts rolling across the screen, and you just have to avoid it because you can't block it. So you either have to have enough room behind you or hope you can jump over him. Nice. Yeah. But I did finally beat him with Dandy J, and Dandy J's ending is, oh, so you need to make your wish, says the fairy guy, and then these evil soldier guys who were apparently after him, I didn't know, attack him, and he has to fight them, and the fairy's like, no, you didn't make your wish, and then the game's over. You could just wait a minute. I mean, it probably doesn't take that long to defeat quote-unquote Nazis. Yeah, they looked like Nazis, or actually, you know what the dude looked like? He kind of looked like the Nazi robot from uh, World Heroes. Oh, okay. Like, he had that kind of, like, I could be a Nazi uniform on with, like, soldier guys who are like, we could be Nazis behind him, you know. But I don't know why they were after Dandy J, but Dandy J didn't even get to make a wish at the end. So I don't even know 
what happened. I mean, this fairy could have been like Callisto and it could have been like, ha ha ha, be careful what you wish for. We so. will never know. I'll never know because I got locked down by uh, Maru or Marudun in the Japanese because he looks soft and cuddly, but he is made of meat and I couldn't punch all the meat. Uh, I mean, it got to the point where I was yelling so loud later after I was done recording for it's not going to insert itself. Uh, did you hear someone yelling? And they were like, uh, yeah, I thought that was someone outside. I'm like, nope. That was the last 40 minutes of me not being friends with the big purple bunny man. You don't think <clears> you'll <throat> return to this? You're not going to come back and try to... Oh, I want to come back to it. I just, I need a breather. Two bunnies entered and one bunny left and it was not my bunny. <laughs> now we're at the part of the show where we're going to do the new thing. Video game high coups. This is the traditional 575 format of poetry. What's your haiku for Waku Waku 7? This is my haiku. That's not part of the haiku. Yes. Everyone has friends, except for Slash, I suppose. Rye is a loser. <laughs> nice. And now, uh, Waku, waku, yeah. Punch a big cat in the face. Someone call PETA. Okay, don't call PETA. Never call PETA. <laughs> and now, here's T.T. Smookins with next week's We Talk Games, Video Power Magazine, Arcade Weekly, Arcade Game, Audio. We shall see. Hello, I am T.T. Smookins. Here is next week's We Talk Games, Video Power Magazine, Arcade Weekly, Arcade Game Audio Clue. Good luck, dudes, 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 clue, luck, oh clue. Thank you, TT. Chris, do you have a clue for next week's game? I do, actually. Round and round and round it goes. That's it. My clue for next week's game will be, you know, this kind of reminds me a lot of my very first episode of We Talk Games I was ever on. I certainly hope there aren't any buttons in this one I'm going to miss. For T.T. Smookin', Stinky the Game Master, Wiggly, Kyle Von Kubik, Johnny Capcom, Chris Nicobud, I am Keith the Robo Duke. We hope you like us. Bankers too, let's get-
get up and learn those rules When the man and the crazy chief One says sun and one says sea AM and FM and PM too Turning out that boogaloo Get you up and I guess you out But how long can you keep it up? Give me Honda, give me Sonic So cheap and real falling Hong Kong dollar, Indian cent English pounds and Eskimo pence Thin 